ladies and gentlemen, may I please have your attention? Please have your tickets in hand before you board the plane. Thank you. Welcome, bienvenidos to T4 Talks, a podcast hosted by the JFK Terminal 4 team that brings you inside the largest air terminal at John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York City. In this episode, myself, Jose Cuevas, Senior Manager for Commercial at JFK IAT, sits down with my dear friend Maria Martinez, Director of Brands and Concepts from SSP America a leading food and beverage provider in the tra in travel locations and a proud partner at Terminal 4. Today, Maria and I will discuss our journeys as diverse Hispanic leaders and offer advice to those looking to succeed in the commercial aviation industry. We look forward to you taking these adventures with us. Maria, bienvenida, welcome. So glad and delighted, thrilled, I cannot just put words out there <laughs> to show how excited we are to have you today. Welcome. Thank you very much. Appreciate uh, the invitation and very excited to be here. So thank you. We are so glad. We have so many questions that we want to ask you. Uh, but to get started with questions uh, and, and other great things that we have uh, for today's program, why don't we get started with your journey? Uh, some of us know kind of uh, where you where you came from and where you're at right now, uh, but we would love to have our audience to to listen to the amazing and unique journey uh, that you've had. So tell us about your journey. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, I will say I uh, first and foremost I uh, I'm a, I'm an immigrant uh, to the United States. I was born and raised in Mexico in a border city called uh, Mexicali. It's uh, about two hours away from San Diego. And uh, my my heritage, all my background really kind of goes back to, to you know, being Mexican and uh, being born, raised and educated in Mexico. And then later on in life, right after college, I uh, immigrated to San Diego, where I currently reside, and I've been there ever since. So um, I would say being, uh, you know, being Mexican and uh, living in a border city, you would think that um, there's probably a lot of assimilations just being in the border, but, uh, you know, crossing over had its challenges uh, and there were many difficulties that came from that transition. I was certainly not prepared uh, for what that would look like and and I thought I was at first, but uh, in reality it was a pretty intimidating process. Uh, some of the, um, I know now, you know, many differences and difficulties that, you know, I had to go through early on in my career, um, you know, how to do with uh, many other challenges I know others experience as well and then can become barriers into, uh, you know, having a, a successful career in this country. And the first one and the most evident one will be a language barrier. Um, definitely one I had to overcome. It took me probably about three years to feel like, OK, I'm fluent. But um, it's one of those things that I just knew I had to conquer in order to continue on and, and be successful. Um, there are many other um, I would say challenges that come with it that are um, not just language barriers, but also cultural differences and uh, trying to, you know, understand, uh, you know, the United States, trying to understand how do you fit in, uh, understanding humor, um, you know, and also, especially early on in my career, you know, developing a professional network. I think that that was uh, very, very difficult. Uh, 
coming in here, you know, I didn't have the same references. I didn't have a support system, um, you know, understanding of how I can navigate uh, the professional world here, what kind of uh, opportunities there are for uh, job applications, et cetera. And uh, having a lack of that, those established connections really, uh, you know, became a, a, a difficulty when others are probably more established than you are. So, yes, I mean, that the the um, the journey hasn't been easy, but, um, you know, it's a matter of just really being focused and continuing on until, you know, you find your path. Wow. I, I hear I heard a couple of things here. I heard cultural differences, learning mm -hmm. the humor, challenges as a whole. And something very unique that many of us um, need to um, not just embrace, but deal with uh, and figure it out how to embrace it. And it's developing new relationships uh, mm -hmm. as we embrace the U.S. Um, culture as a whole and then try to also uh, embrace ours as Hispanics. So right now you're the director of brands and concepts for SSP, but you also mentioned all of these unique uh, elements. <laughs> what led you to pursue um uh, a career and get to this point with SSP America. Um, what led you to pursue this career with SSP and in, and in aviation as a whole? Yes, I mean, that's a, a very interesting question. I mean, in reality, I don't think I was necessarily pursuing it uh, in the beginning. You know, coming in here, not really understanding your 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 options. You know, you just were trying to seize at that point. You know, just opportunities that were opening up for myself. I started my career with UPS, United Parcel Service, with them for about ten years. A wonderful company, really taught me so much, and it was really a great, great school. And um, you know, but that led me to you know other professional advancement that somehow. Uh, inserted me into uh, a window uh, or gave me a window into the aviation industry. Um, and uh, I was start I started working for Jack in the Box or I have for Applebee's, et cetera. And I had, uh, you know, a, I would say um, an eye into aviation and to any a few other uh, industries, but aviation was my favorite. And I would say probably the main reason why I liked aviation the most at the time was um, actually finding those connections and finding a sense of community that uh, somehow I just connected with. And that to me was really the big difference. I am uh, heavily involved with AMEC. I have been ever since I started working in this in this. Um, in this industry. So that community itself is very uplifting, you know, very, um, you know, it just kind of gives you a lot of uh, opportunities and a great platform for uh, networking and uh, and understanding the industry as a whole. And then just uh, in general, just trying to find uh, those mentors, those people that will teach you and kind of guide you along the way. And for me, uh, aviation is where I was able to find that. And somehow, you know, just, again, seizing opportunities and finding your way that has led me to where I am today. I got to tell you something. Aviation is addictive. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it is. It is. <laughs> and it's something that uh, I'm glad that we share that same passion because um, I recall when I was um almost three years old. Um, I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic and uh, my mother had to give us a better life. And uh, mm -hmm. she decided to migrate, move to, to New York. And unfortunately she had to leave us behind, my, my sister and myself. And I will never forget when um, her airplane took off. Um, I told my uncle uh, who dropped her up at the airport with, with my sister and I, 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 I said to my uncle, uncle one day, um, I'll fly that big car. <laughs> and that became kind of that kind of um, uh, small addiction to some extent. Um, and that's kind of how I started 
my passion for aviation. Um, I recall in the Dominican Republic going through struggles, financially speaking, and seeing uh, the space shuttle uh, taking off back then um, in the early 2000s, uh, seeing airplanes in the nearby airport and saying to myself, oh my God, I love, I love it. I want to be part of that. Uh, and then deciding to move, leave everything behind, language, culture, food, relationships, um, all the things that I knew uh, to pursue something that many of us kind of have in common. Uh, which is basically to have to have a, a better life, but bring our essence with us um, as well, which is uh, which is amazing and kind of unite us uh, as Hispanic, uh, which is great. So Absolutely. with that in mind, and given that we share this common uh, uniqueness uh, as uh, in terms of Hispanic heritage, what does celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month means to you? Celebrating. Um... Hispanic Heritage Month. It's um, it's it, it's it's been a very unique uh, experience for me. Once you know, it, we just didn't have this type of celebration. I would say from it wasn't there for me growing up, and uh, coming into the United States and seeing that this is something that is you know a celebration here. It's it's actually pretty fulfilling. I have always been always been very proud of my heritage. I've uh, first and foremost, I always say I am uh, a Mexican immigrant, and I have. I've always kind of taken that as part of uh, an identity for me. So seeing that that this uh, you know cultural heritage is being celebrated here, it just gives me a lot a lot of joy. And uh, what does it mean? I mean, it means to really recognize you know the history, the culture, the contributions of our you know Hispanic and Latino uh, you know community. And it is important. It is important to do this because. Um, first of all, there is a lot of uh, uh, already preconceived ideas of what you know Latinos are. The truth is that there is a lot of diversity within um, the diversity of Latino community. I mean, there are so many different um, regions, uh, countries, etc., that are represented in there. Um, so, for example, you know, from Guatemalans, Mexicans, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and each of them has its own uniqueness, their own their own cuisine, their own traditions, their own folklore, their own um, art expressions. So there is already a, a lot of diversity within the Latino community. Understanding that um, that diversity is 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 a it's a part of. Uh, you know, celebrating this Hispanic Heritage Month. And, you know, for me in particular, I know that there is a lot of, um, you know, many times the, the news or, or uh, yeah, the news outlets, for example, there's a lot of negative, um, you know, news out there about, you know, what Mexico it's about, et cetera. However, uh, there is so much culture. There is so much richness. There is so much positivity that really comes from uh, from the Latino countries that celebrating all the good things that we have that we can share. It is really, really important. I mean, it gives us also a, uh, an opportunity to reflect, sure, on those challenges, but also in all the triumphs and all the good things that our community does and ultimately contribute to the fabric of, you know, the American society. I love I love that and the uniqueness of of us that we are kind of united on that sense of general culture, but we also have our own unique elements. Uh, and I love how you share about the food, even the accents that we all mm -hmm. have, and even some unique words how we could call something different in one region. And let's say how we refer to a particular item in the Dominican Republic could be referred differently uh, in Mexico, right. which is it's fun, it's different, it's diverse, it's what makes us uh, unique. 
Um, and with that in mind, and seeing the fact that right now we represent 20, almost 20 percent of the U.S. population, and in 2050 we're going to exceed exceed 30 percent. So right now we are considered sort of a minority, but we are becoming soon enough a majority. Mm-hmm. How can um, our allies out there that love our food, that love us, that love our culture, how can they join this celebration? How can they continue supporting us and continue being amazing allies? Sure. I mean, I would say, you know, how how can we, um, you know, engage, right? I mean, and, and into this, um, uh, you know, uh, celebrating this this community, et cetera. I mean, first of all is, you know, just educating ourselves about it. There is so many nuances, so much diversity. Like I said, it is not, you know, an easy territory to fully uh, understand if you are kind of remaining on the sidelines. Um, and, and that is true even for us being Latinos. You know, there is so much I still would love to learn about, you know, my other uh, fellow Latinos from other countries. Around. I mean, I have a probably better understanding of Mexico, but, you know, there's so much that I, I can still learn from from the rest, you know. So how, how do you engage as, you know, educating ourselves uh, about it? But it does take initiative. You know, it does take wanting to be... Uh, um, you know, learning and and wanting to better ourselves as it relates to this topic. You know, so first of all, I would say educating ourselves, um, you know, attending any kind of events, uh, you know, to support that celebration, you know, also supporting any you know, any Hispanic owned businesses, you know, help promote the economy of um, of anyone who is uh, Hispanic. Also, you know, share knowledge. There's so much uh, lack of awareness uh, that sometimes it just needs, you know, to find those uh, champions that kind of share the knowledge and those tidbits t- so that people understand and have a better idea of, of what this community is about. Um, also engage in dialogue, right? I mean, many times we just uh, feel like, hey, you know, we don't know enough and we don't want to engage. Uh, we just kind of remain in the silos. Um, no, it's about really, you know, sharing those contributions. And um, another one very important could be also to support any advocacy efforts. Uh, you know, there are so many ways in which the community, the Latino community can be advanced, you know, from education access to social justice to equal opportunity. There are so many ways in which we can, uh, again, uh, be part of the difference uh, that these are just some examples, right, in, in which we can you know, try to engage. I love it. And you mentioned two things, one now and, and, and another one earlier in the conversation that resonate with me. One of it is Hispanic owned businesses. And earlier you mentioned AMAC. And mm-hmm. during my last visit to the AMAC conference, I saw you doing something very unique. And it was basically <laughs> hosting the first uh, Latinos in Aviation meeting group gathering, I would say, uh, at mm-hmm. AMAC. Uh, and also, I see you in different committees, different efforts, uh, really being a big advocate uh, within AMAC. But I also see SSP, not just sponsoring different events and efforts within AMAC, but pursuing that effort, pursuing that change, fairness, making sure that there's a, a level playing field to make sure that Hispanic-owned businesses and other groups as well are able to um, take advantage of opportunities in aviation, not just in contracting opportunities, but even professional development. So would you mind explaining to the audience uh, the efforts uh, that you're pursuing in AMAC um, and also SSP as well, and even talking to folks about what is AMAC and what Mm -hmm. does AMAC mean to you? Yes, um, I mean, AMAC has been a wonderful platform, you know, for, for, you know, anybody really that is looking for advancement in aviation um, as a whole, right? I mean, it is 
uh, it, it has a pretty vast community of business leaders, but it really doesn't just box it into that. I mean, ACDBEs are a big part of that community. And the effort is, again, to provide opportunity to minority and women-owned uh, you know, professionals and businesses into the aviation industry. Now, I do believe that uh, Latinos are probably not as represented. And I will call this, this is a call for action in anybody that wants to make a difference. I mean, it really is about um, us inviting other Latinos and trying to find that representation into this uh, community. I mean, what really fuels me behind it, and I would say SSP, um, you know, AMAC, our platforms to really push, you know, for this, uh, for this really dear, you know, um, you know, advocacy that 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 I have. I mean, for me, growing up in Mexico, everybody was Mexican. There was no difference in 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 different backgrounds or racial, um, yeah, racial backgrounds in this case. But, but coming in here, I mean, I understand that there is a perception of how Latinos um, are and what we can be, and uh, that kind of comes with normally a, a boxed idea of, well, Latinos are meant to be, you know, low uh, low and hardworking jobs. And uh, th- that is not really the truth. I mean, for me, it's important to elevate the profile of Latinos in wherever it is that I am. And in this case, I'm in this, I mean, in this industry and SSP and AMAC have both been platforms that have allowed me to uh, continue to push that message. There is so much more that Latinos can do and we're already doing, you know, we're really impactful with being the majority of the minority groups and just growing from there that we have to be intentional, but it is important to be noticed as uh, a community that is meant to do more than probably what the stereotypes uh, of uh, Latinos, uh, you know, can be. And um, so that is really kind of like the backbone of all the other efforts. Um, Yes, you mentioned, you know, there was a a first Latino, you know, community gathering at AMAC conference, and there's going to be many more, you know, that that will come from kind of coming together and once again, trying to really help each other, uh, being advocates of each other and, uh, yeah, helping the community as a whole into elevating who we are and who we can be. I mean, I certainly have to tell you that it's it's awesome to see folks like you um, and others uh, that were part of that meeting driving this si se puede, yes, I can attitude, because mm-hmm. uh, representation and, and visibility are so important. Uh, not just to inspire, but to show, hey, this is the pathway. <laughs> like, yes. we did it, we did it, you can do it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also great to see um, partners of ours, SSP, so involved that it, 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 in a way that it's not just them and driving these efforts, but also inspiring all the companies uh, to continue pursuing um, these unique initiatives that are so important, uh, that provide that element of, of, of equity, of inclusion, that it's it's truly important uh, for the advancement of, of minorities uh, so they can embrace contracting opportunities as well as pro- further professional uh, development. But with that in mind, Every time I travel and I see an SSP unit, <laughs> I always see something unique in terms of diversity. And I also see SSP, like I said, involved in AMAC and, and, and a couple of other efforts. Would you mind elaborating further on all the corporate or all of the corporate efforts uh, as a whole that I would say and the strategy that SSP is following when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging? Absolutely. Yes. Um, our company is extremely committed to uh, 
DEI, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And what has been interesting, um, SSB is actually a global company. So we operate in, you know, pretty much almost every corner um, of the world. And uh, what is, um, you know, different uh, about, you know, looking at SSP from a global perspective is that DEI actually looks different uh, you know, depending on what region of the world you might be in. And um, uh, our company is taking a look at what those differences look like. So how do you actually bring together that whole idea of inclusivity, of diversity, you know, and um, it's taking, you know, some some time to to kind of put a strategy together. But at the end of the day, SSB has really embraced um, a, a belonging strategy. So what does that mean? You know, we as a company want to create an atmosphere where, you know, pretty much everybody is welcome. Everybody can be themselves and everybody can reach their highest potential. And understanding that as an overarching, uh, you know, uh, strategy and message, you know, we have uh, come up with four different standards of what that culture of belonging really looks like. And it begins with attraction, you know, attracting diverse pool of candidates, retention of that, you know, diverse pool of candidates. It also uh, belonging, you know, having a culture of opening and and welcoming, uh, you know, atmosphere, uh, development, educating and raising awareness around the different uh, cultures, the storytelling that we have within our company. Um, and coming together with this, which means implementing a global approach and keeping each other accountable, you know, as we as we manage, uh, you know, this belonging strategy. So pretty powerful. I mean, it is um, something we're highly embracing. And so but, you know, in in general, I mean, we we can summarize that those would be really how we will go about it. And it will just cascade in its different forms, you know, into the different regions within within the world uh, where we operate. Um, so I would say that that would be from a corporate perspective, but we also do, you know, outside of uh, SSP and and the impact that we have, because we know we touch many communities, uh, and I will say specifically here the United States. You know, we have the ACDBE program. Uh, SSP is very uh, engaged in, um, you know, bringing in diversity and understanding the communities in which we are. And in the case, for example, of JAK and Terminal 4, you know, bringing in those those community uh, partners, you know, that are local to to New York, you know, really uh, being an ambassador for uh, the the, you know, the Port Authority's program of, you know, really elevating and 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 creating uh, a very successful ACDBE program and understanding that we have the strength of a very sophisticated company where many of these businesses can actually learn from us and we can make them better just because they are associated with us. So that is, um, you know, a perfect example of how our reach kind of goes way beyond even just our corporate culture that is already pretty vast and, uh, you know, pretty impactful, but understanding where, where we are in the world and, and how we can make this uh, a better place for everybody. I love it. I got to tell you something. Every time I speak with you, I'm always taking notes. There's <laughs> always something unique that you have to say that I'm like, okay, let me write that down. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I love it. And it's great to see uh, leaders like you, organizations like SSB driving these efforts. But what advice would you give to um, other organizations that are looking at embracing DEIB? Um, and don't know how to pursue it. Uh, what advice would you give to them and to their leaders um, 
to continue learning, not just making the workplace more more diverse, uh, but to embrace making this important impacts uh, in the community. What advice would you give to them? Yes, I mean, I think it starts really with an intention. You know, everybody has to really begin with uh, wanting to really embrace this as a value. And then from there, it kind of cascades down into the rest of the organization. Um, the truth is that everybody can really embrace and try to make a difference, right? I mean, um, in our case, we've taken this uh, as a strategy approach. We are a global company, understanding, uh, educating ourselves on what DEI looks like and what it means. And then trying to uh, fit it into your own organization or company is global. So understanding those different local and regional differences is important to us. Uh, another company may be uh, more, you know, just domestically based. And so you don't have to maybe create a strategy that is, you know, that that goes that globally so but it is really about having that intention and beginning with that educating yourself around it and then starting to starting to implement plans that you can that you can follow and that you can measure and getting involved um those would be how um how it will start but again it takes with starts with an intention uh being purposeful and uh and then developing a plan and a strategy around it i i love it and and something that um I'm seeing more and more in certain industry, and I'm starting to see now that even further uh, in the airport concessions world uh, is more culinary diversity, which is something mm -hmm. that I'm interested speed is driving further, uh, and also as well. Um, what do you think it's missing uh, when it comes to the Hispanic heritage um, and culinary diversity um, uh, in our industry? What What do you think it's it's missing, and what would what do you think it will take to get us to that next level? Yeah, uh, that is such an interesting, uh, you know, question. Um, as we mentioned before, you know, there's a lot of diversity within uh, the Latino community. And um, once again, there are some just, uh, you know, preconceived ideas of what the Latino community is. I think that in my case, and I'm very proud of this, I think the Mexican culinary scene has really um taken a spot. I don't know that that was um, in there before. And I've seen it not only uh, kind of rising uh, on its status. I mean, it used to be that, you know, the tacos or tortas, et cetera, that I was just very, uh, you know, just not a very sophisticated cuisine just to find out now that there are, you know, really high-end restaurants, Mexican restaurants in the United States, kind of recognizing the richness and even the diversity within the Mexican cuisine. However, as I mentioned before, there's diversity within the Latino community and Mexican um, cuisine is not the only Latin American cuisine. I mean, there's so many other regions, so many other countries that have their own unique uh, culinary, cul you know, culinary uh, heritage that can be celebrated, that can be also tried, that can be looked at. I mean, I believe I'm going to say probably Mexico has, um, you know, the the chiles and the spiciness, but that's very unique to Mexico. You go to other areas uh, of Latin America and you don't find that, right? So understanding that is uh, is uh, is in, is you know part of the interesting parts of of uh, our heritage as a Latino community as a whole, and where we all come together and we can start to see and appreciate those differences. So. I love that. And it's, this is something that it's it's so important, Maria, because when I have conversations with colleagues throughout the country, I always tell, tell folks, you know, they look at their commercial programs and they talk about employment, right? That's a very common mm -hmm. terminology that we use, critically important for the success of our business. Um, mm -hmm. 
but it's not just employment, it's quality of employment, understanding the employment and understanding cultural awareness. Where are mm-hmm. those folks flying to? Um, it's not just their age, it's not just their income, but what are they used to? Um, what is their cultural connection? Uh, and seeing how Hispanics, again, are growing from 20% at the moment to 30% in 2050. Um, mm-hmm. And also all the folks that come from Latin America to visit and they go back home um, as tourists, visiting families and so forth. Um, it's critically, critically important uh, that, that we continue to better understand the culinary diversity of our community. So I love how you emphasize that. But Maria, we can spend hours talking <laughs> and we could go on and on and on. Uh, and to conclude, I do want to ask one last question. What is the biggest takeaway you want this group, this this group of listeners to understand from this conversation about Hispanic Heritage Month and why it is so important? Yes. Um, you know, there's so many, so many aspects of, um, you know, that I would love everybody to really engage on. And um, I will say one that is, um, you know, important, I believe, is to make sure that we are, you know, taking initiative. Our Latino community, you know, needs to really engage in who we are and what we're about. You know, like I said earlier, uh, it's important to really elevate the profiles of those Latinos that are already uh, making the difference. And if you are part of that Latino community, just be sure to take action, you know, look at yourself and know that we all have a responsibility to further our community forward. You know, you never know who's watching, who's looking at you. Throughout my career, I have always looked for those uh, role models, you know, for those mentors. And mentorship has been a big uh, impact for me and in my career and finding those, um, you know, that can help me along the way. You n- you never get anywhere by yourself. So know that we as a community, we can come together and help each other. Um, that would be tremendous. You know, for me, looking for role models that are women uh, or, you know, there are Latinos has always been something that in the back of my mind I'm looking for. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm not, I haven't always been successful at it. So having that representation is important. And if you are, and you happen to be a Latino, just embrace that and know that somebody's probably watching, you know, somebody's probably looking at you as a role model. And for those that are starting their careers, just keep that in mind, keep learning. And for those that are already a little further, just know that there may be others that are looking at you and what you do can impact how they go about, uh, you know, there's an impact on how others uh, may pursue what their, what their career may look like. So embracing that is important, you know, looking for that, for that representation is extremely important, but the, but it's also the way in which we are a community is, is being represented and we are part of that. Uh, and, and it's a responsibility um, uh, as well. Um, so I would say that's, Definitely a big one. Um, and then as we along, we go along the way, just, uh, you know, just always take initiative, always find ways to um, further, um, you know, our community. And for those that are not part of their community, just, uh, you know, embrace the Latinidad in this country. Right. I mean, we are here to stay and we're just here to not just stay, but to grow and and understanding our community. It is important so that we can also understand America. Wow. I uh... So many amazing, unique uh, <laughs> takeaways here. I hear role models, mentorship. You never know who's looking. Community representation is something very important. Diversity within diversity and understanding the cultural awareness. That's huge, huge, hugely important. Maria, thank you so, so much. 
it's been a pleasure. Like I said before, we could go on for hours uh, <laughs> talking, yes. uh, but we're thrilled, delighted uh, to have you join us today at this uh, T4 Talks episode. Thank you so much, Jose. I really appreciate it. Thanks. And it's an honor being here. Appreciate it very much. <laughs>